I'll go home as a beggar and never be your wife. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie, and this is The Housewife Did It. Season 2 edition. Woo! But really pop culture edition. Yeah. Yeah. So, here's what you missed on Glee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a lot to cover because we had like a, a break, a hiatus mm-hmm. between seasons. So we have quite a few tidbits. Nicole won Big Brother Reindeer Games. Boo. Womp womp. Not a big fan. No. Um, Gary and Teresa got married on live national television yesterday, January 4th. I thought that I was going to leave that information at that because I figured it would be pretty like cut and dry. I also like, I think that everyone's kind of over Gary and Teresa now. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't super excited for it, but some interesting things did happen. Um, Brayden proposed to Christina Mandrell during the live event. Was this like at the wet, like at the ceremony part? No. So it was a two hour episode, I guess. Yeah. Event. And the first, I guess, probably hour was like interviews, like Jesse Palmer, obviously, but then. Um, Kathy from Golden Bachelor and Charity were interviewing people and like going around talking to like the Bachelor Nation people that were there, the attendants, and like, and during that, I think is when it happened. I honestly didn't see this part. I opened it at at the second hour and Jesse Palmer was like, I can't believe that just happened. Brayden proposed to Christina and I was like, ah! Yeah. What a terrible time for me to have logged on or started this episode. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see it, but it was like during like the pre ceremony festivities. Okay. And then they had the ceremony and then they showed a little bit of the reception. Like Caitlin Bristow was there and like just it was cute. But yes, Braden proposed to Christina. We also got to see Teresa's bachelorette party, which, of course, in true Bachelor Nation fashion, was made up of only her fiancé's TV ex-girlfriends. Because she couldn't possibly have any other friends. Nope. Mm-hmm. Or her daughter. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and she Kate surprised Powers. them with... Yeah. <laughs> she surprised them with a boudoir shoot. For them? Or for mm-hmm. her? Okay. For bo- all of them. Everyone. Okay. It was Susan, Sandra, Ellen, and Faith. Mm. Everyone was super into it, except for Ellen. She did not like it. She was very uncomfortable. Sandra was super into it. They did that thing that they had. There was, like, one, like, blooper where they had to bleep everything she said. It was, like, it could, like 30 continuous seconds of bleeping. Mm whatever she was saying, and they had to do that again. She was talking about what she would do to Denzel Washington. Oh, my goodness. If he were there for the the shoot. And then they had some male strippers come, and Sandra brought all six of them to the wedding as her dates. Oh, wow. Get a girl. Cute girl. Susan officiated the wedding. Susan's the one that looks like Kris Jenner. Mm -hmm. And Kathy kind of had a part in the wedding. She was, like, like I said, interviewing people. But... 
her and Teresa really didn't get along mm-hmm. in the beginning, and she they they were clearly friends again. That's um, true, I guess. So yeah, it was cute. Why in the hell was Leslie there? I don't know because she looked absolutely miserable. And before we started it, Sammy said, like, do you think the runner-up is going to, like, object? And mm-hmm. then he said, wait, no, she doesn't even like him anymore. Like, she, like, actively dislikes him. Mm-hmm. Like, thinks he's a kind of a bad person. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know why she would have been there. Yeah, she, like, put on her story that she was going to be there. And she was like, I just can't mm-hmm. wait to be there to support Gary and Teresa. And everyone's like, why? But yeah. people have wondered were... if she's like contractually obligated. Like if some of them, I but then that would too. they all be there? I don't know. I, I think pretty much all of them were there. Oh, okay. But there was like some cute like clips toward the end of her on the dance floor at the reception. Like she was like having fun. Yeah. But during the ceremony, she looked miserable. Great. Um, specifically during their vows. Yeah. Once again, I we say this every week at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. No reputation on New Year's Day. Yep. No reputation TV announcement at all. Mm-hmm. But we did get a clip of a New Year's kiss from trailer. Very cute. Very cute. Um, but that's all we have to say about her. I must ask, though. Mm-hmm. Do you like these side swoop bangs? No. Okay. Okay. I feel like I would get it's eaten the, alive, but I don't like them. I think I would like them if the part that went with them was not so aggressive. I don't even It's like mind. an aggressive side part. Yeah. I don't mind it when it like goes with an old Hollywood hairstyle. Like when she yeah. has like big, like I'm like, got it. Cool. And at first, people were like, oh, my God, her bangs are just getting so long because, like, she's so busy. Like, she doesn't have time to cut them. And now I'm like, this bitch could have cut them, like, a hundred times. Come yeah. on now. Like, I just, I don't yeah, love it. I'm not it. a big fan. I, there are some times that it doesn't look bad. And then other times that I'm like, oh, girl. Like, I did not love them bad. on New Year's. Yeah. Um. I also heard that. I heard someone told me that she didn't, like, move into Travis Kelsey's house in Kansas Kansas City, but that he bought her a $6 million house. Yeah, he did. He bought a house, and people have said, like, it's for their privacy. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I think it's up in the air what he, like, bought it for, but Yeah. yeah, he bought a house. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on to Taylor Swift's biggest fan. Uh-huh. I don't think I was fully prepared for Gypsy Rose Blanchard to be fully integrated into the influencer lifestyle. Yeah, she's got it. I, I, I don't think I knew that that was going to happen. And people are like, you need to stop, like, stop saying, like, oh my gosh, like, cunty queen, like, killing it. Like, just let her be, like, just let her be doing what she wants to do. We don't have to turn it into a pop culture moment, but but she's turning it into a pop culture moment now. She is. Allegedly, someone has traced her genealogy back and found her to be an 11th cousin of Stassi Schroeder. Yeah, did not see that one coming. Also allegedly, Stassi responded, quote, I'm unwell. 
I bet. But I bet, man, I bet Stassi's so excited about that. She she loves that. And I was like, like, oh my God, because they're both from New Orleans. Yeah. Could be. Um, I think the biggest Gypsy Rose Blanchard news (gasps) is uh, her Instagram. Yeah. People, I guess, have been commenting on her Instagram about her husband. Yeah, they keep saying he looks like her mom. Yeah. Unfortunate. (laughs) To which Gypsy responded, quote, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We don't want owe anyone anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, great. If you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter. I love you. That's so cute. No, she continues. Mm -hmm. She says, besides, they jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Happy wife, happy life. End quote. I need to know. Like, people say they met in prison. She in a co-ed prison. No, I think he wasn't in prison. Oh, so he just, like, met her yeah. in prison. Got yes. It. Okay. Um, honestly, though, that comment is so on brand. Mm-hmm. When we take a moment to think about how we got here, how yeah. she got here. Mm-hmm. Is that not, like, like... Like, you could have pulled that directly from Joey King's script in the act. Yep. And I would have believed it. Um, He responded, making it worse somehow. (laughs) Quote, who said I gave a damn about what these jealous people say anyway? Ha ha. Now come get it, baby. So cringe. It's awful. (laughs) I don't, like, I also think, like, I think we tend to, like, infantilize Gypsy Rose Blanchard because mm-hmm. she was infantilized her whole life. Yeah. So that, that's, like, one level of it. But also, I don't need to know what anybody Mm-mm. is doing all up on Instagram. Like, yeah. Something. I mean, I do think that's, like, part of it, right? Is that, like, we do have to remember that she's, like, 30-something. Mm-hmm. And, and she's I, perfectly normal and healthy, like... Yeah. And... In, in body and mind. Yeah. And she's married to him so so Mm -hmm. no no issues there but yeah Yeah. I mean like I imagine that like if I took to Instagram and was just like Billy's D is fire that like anyone who knew me would be like no thank you yeah no shut up please stop um Last thing about Gypsy Rose, she is going to be on the Vile Files soon. Interesting. Choice. He posted, he posted some pictures and videos from their interview, like right before we logged on. That's um, so interesting because she's doing like CNN, like Oxygen, like mm-hmm. crime and like news right. places. Like what a strange, choice. right? And so like, um, he's friends with Elise, who is on. I want to say Colton season. She's a makeup artist. She's got mm-hmm. red hair. I just can't remember her last name right now. Mm-hmm. And she commented and she was like, she's she like, basically like, this is such an impressive, like get. Yeah. Like can't believe that, but mm-hmm. like, congratulations. And like, I think that that's like the perfect way to explain it is like in comparison to everywhere else, she's going like strange that she's yeah. getting interviewed by him, but like good, but for, good him. for him. Yeah. Did you see, this is kind of off topic, but did you see that he, 
started like a a podcast company and that he has Katie Maloney on. Yeah, I did see that. Um, And Dana. Yeah, so I guess he's, I mean, spreading his wings. And he's had like bigger names on, Mm -hmm. um, not convicted murderers, but. No. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of cool, I yeah. guess, for him. Yeah. Um, just, just literally the most random news. I feel so weird, like, <laughs> transitioning to each song because nothing matches up. Um, Joe Bradley of Southern Hospitality and Danielle from Summer House are seeing each other. I'll say it that way because I don't, I don't know that they're dating. Yeah. Uh, this was speculated, but somewhat confirmed by Danielle on the Winter House reunion. Mm-hmm. Um. Andy, like, kind of asked her, like, how he was or something, and she said that, like, they're, like, enjoying each other's company, you know, mm-hmm. like what people say. Um, also on the Winter House reunion, Sam continued to point out, this is, like, basically what the whole reunion was. Mm-hmm. This is the drama of the reunion. This was, like, the only thing they talked about, pretty much. Yeah. Sam that saying that Malia was disrespectful of her relationship, specifically that spitting in Corey's mouth was disrespectful not because you're swapping saliva with my partner but because spitting in Corey's mouth is sam's thing mm-hmm. which like as soon as malia did it that was my first thought too was like "Ooh, that's sam's thing and so like i do get why that hurt sam so much but also like does she realize how stupid that sounds like right it, it sounds that she expects that Malia like watches Southern Charm, right, and watches it to such a in point, all her free time, yeah, and watches it to such a point that she knows that Summer that's House, Sam, not Southern Charm. Yes, Summer House. I was I was literally like all the S names. Um, that she watches <laughs> Summer House to such a point that she knows that this is what Sam and Corey do, and then like went out of her way to right. do what they do, and like that is not what happened. Do I think it is very. Yeah. Look, I love, I like Malia a lot, but do I think that it is very strange to spit in someone's mouth yeah. that you've known for less than a week? Yeah, I do. I do think that's strange. Yeah. I've never spit in another person's mouth in my life. So, like, no. I think it's strange overall, but I don't think it's like, I'm going to do that thing Sam can't do because she's not here. Yeah. Silly. Um. Sam also said that she and Corey talk about his actions during Winter House every day. Um, specifically, him, like, toting being single when they had clearly already started something. Because mm-hmm. they were like, you're only, like, coming from Malia. You're not holding him accountable. And she's like, no, I hold him accountable every day. This is the first chance I've gotten to confront Malia. So I'm, like, taking it. Yeah. Um, but every day. Yeah, Andy kept, like, he would ask another question about, like, how do you feel about this? And then he would, like, say to her, like, now, listen, Sam, I get it. You're talking about this every single day. Like, Mm -hmm. I got that part. And then also, he was, like, other people were kind of, like, that must suck. Like, that that doesn't sound like... For both of you. That doesn't sound like it bodes well for your relationship that you're talking about this every day. Like, that right. doesn't seem like a great sign. <laughs> um, yeah. But, okay. Also, I just had this thought with the Joe Bradley-Danielle thing. 
So I had told you, like, I am a Danielle fan before mm-hmm. this season of Winterhouse. And I'm not ready to jump ship yet just because of this season of Winterhouse, because I understand that she was, like, fresh out of, like, a very serious relationship. Mm-hmm. But the Joe Bradley thing almost pushes me over the edge because I think <laughs> that after her dating Alex or whatever in the way that she did and then now with Joe Bradley, I don't know their age difference. I haven't looked it up. But like, am I the only one that is like, this is coming across like creepy? Like these yeah. relationships, like these these men that she is seeking out, like it's like... Thomas Ravenelli, like it's just like yeah. yo, like le- like back off. Well, and like honestly, it kind of reminds me of like Katie on this past season of Vanderpump Rules. Like sh- she was pretty like braggy about yeah. like that she had been dating like younger men, like Satchel. But so like I, but we didn't I have to know. watch her on camera beg Satchel, right, to be with her, he like liked I think- her. That's the hard part. It's like we um, watched yeah. her do that. Yeah, and like I think, um, I don't know Joe Bradley's exact age, but like for I guess like a frame mm-hmm. of reference, the people on Southern Hospitality are about the age that everyone was on Vanderpump Rules when it started. Yeah, that's what I thought. So early tw- early mid twenties. Yeah. Um, I also don't know Danielle's exact age, but it's not that. It's got to be mid to late 30s. Yeah. At least. So, I don't know. I think that, um, I think it's like sowing her wild oats things. But I think specifically with Joe Bradley, I get what you're saying. Because he looks like he's 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I thought Alex looked young, too. But I also, we did get to watch that, like, it was very mutual at first. And, like, it wasn't like she, like, chased him. Yeah. But then, I just, the way that, like, at the reunion, she, it felt like she was, like, schooling him and, like, educating Mm -hmm. him on, like, how you treat a woman. And, like, look, I wasn't being high maintenance. I was just saying don't do these basic things. And it just, I don't know. It comes across straight. It gives... It gives, like, a, a molding, mm-hmm. which is a synonym for... For a word that we won't accuse her of? Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I see what you're saying. But... Yeah. <sighs> um, uh, back to Bachelor stuff. Speaking of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should have said it then, because apparently C- Caitlin Bristow at the wedding last night was um having a good time she was so and people have said it's because of these rumors that i'm about to mention so caitlin bristow and zach clark were spotted very close with one another on new year's eve at her new year's eve party she has since Mm -hmm. posted in response to any rumors that she had cheated on jason that there was no cheating but she hasn't directly addressed if she is with Zach or not, or like Mm -hmm. what that was. So I think the big question is how do we think like Taysha would feel if they got together? Yeah. I honestly, like when I first saw that rumor, I forgot that Taysha was like his origin story. Yeah. Um, 
so I don't know. On one hand, I feel like Tasha is so mature mm-hmm. and I also like don't really know exactly the terms that their relationship ended on. So I feel like she may just like want the best what's best for him mm-hmm. and not really care. Mm-hmm. Especially now that she's in a relationship. But on the other hand, I feel like anyone would be taken aback by their friend dating their ex-fiance. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I was trying to, like, think of how to word it. I think that she would be, like, bothered by it. But I don't think I would go so far as to say that it was, like, a betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think she, I don't think it would be, like, world-ending. Like, yeah. And we obviously, yeah, we obviously also don't know, like, how close they are at this point. Like, people are asking that because of them hosting together for a couple years or a couple seasons. But, like, that doesn't mean that they're friends. Yeah. Yeah, I, for some reason, in my memory, I'm, like, feeling that there was some sort of, like, drama about their breakup. But then I Googled it and everything I find says that it was amicable terms that she Mm -hmm. said, like, I still have love in my heart for him. But for some reason, I remember like on Instagram that there was something and maybe it was as simple as like, he didn't like her like having a career very Mm -hmm. much. Um, But I don't know. I was thinking the same thing, like something like, I feel like it was something specific but like something that wasn't like a super big deal like something like that or that like because like he's like so like he's sober yeah obviously um and but that's like kind of his whole right it's his job it's his mission yeah yeah and so i think i i want to like maybe something like their like lifestyles not lining up in that way or like something that like it was like one specific thing that kind of caused the breakup but nothing that was like like, they, nobody cheated on anybody. Like, it was stuff that just, like, just didn't match up for them yeah. anymore. Which will be interesting to see how a relationship with Caitlin Bristow, who owns a wine right. company, would go. But, you know, whatever. In bad Bachelor news, Rachel Lindsay's husband, Brian, has filed for divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. Mm-hmm. I won't say that I'm, like, shocked, but I also am, like, you just don't hear much from them. Yeah. So. They seem to be so at peace. Yeah. They just seem so fine. Yeah. Uh, Tom Sandoval posted photos with a tiger in a tiger sanctuary. Actual, like, posed photos with the tiger on his shoulder. Uh, and Lala has since posted that she is, quote, appalled that her castmate would do that and that Mm -hmm. she'll continue to educate them. Yeah, people are also calling for Lisa Vanderpump to make a statement because of her similar care for, um, animals. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, though, do you continually have to make statements saying you disagree with someone that the entire world already regards as a bad person. Like, right. Does, 
did like I don't feel like Lala needed to say anything. I don't feel like Lisa Vanderpump needs to say anything because like we already know anything he does that you probably don't agree with it mm-hmm. because he's not a good person. Yeah, I mean, and like, we don't put it past him to do something like this. Yeah, it almost feels like if you're gonna like make a statement, you need to not mm-hmm. that I think this like warrants this, but like then you need to just not let him on the show. But like continuing to yeah. say like I disagree, but I also right. think that's like part of the politics of like reality TV is like denouncing yeah. like what right. your other castmates do. So I feel like Lisa just feels the need to say like, look, I'm gonna keep him around, but just so you know, like I don't believe yeah. in that. Which like, duh, like we know that. Yeah. Also, um, speaking of Tom Sandoval, before mm-hmm. you go to the next one. As I logged on to talk to you tonight, I saw that documents have now been released that Ariana has filed a lawsuit against Tom in some way related to the splitting of their home. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the details, so I don't know, like, what it is, but I know that she has said that on Watch What Happens Live recently, she has said things about how they're going to if she if he won't give her the house or part of the house or whatever mm-hmm. she would have to take legal action so we'll get to watch that now speaking of legal documents ah um <laughs> legal documents have also recently surfaced showing that Aaron from Roni and her husband owe their landlord about $44,000 in unpaid rent i just plus interest i just can't even believe that bitch is renting I know. She's well, like, like better I'm, than everyone, like, yeah. girl. <laughs> I Like, I'm on season three of Salt Lake City, and they're, like, giving so much shit to Meredith for mm-hmm. being a renter, which, like, I think makes sense because Meredith says they move all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're renting. It's much easier. But, like, yeah, I'm surprised that... Aaron is renting mm-hmm. but then the on top of that that it I'm I'm not surprised if she's not paying her rent it, in general housewives don't shock me what surprises me is that it got to the point of being the same as my starting salary as a teacher mm-hmm. before the landlord was like hmm I'm gonna do something I'm about this say something yeah yeah um so crazy so wild that is the last tidbit we have. Woo! We made it! Moving on to the Southern Bravoverse, Southern Charm, Southern Hospitality is all one section now. Um, so, we have, I think, two episodes of each to kind of catch up on. and they're, But they're so juicy, we had to conclude everything. So, we left off Southern Charm on a cliffhanger. With Taylor saying she's going to put the idea of her and Austin going to bed together to bed. Mm-hmm. And as we suspected, she basically just reiterated that they never slept together and then asked everyone to shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah, it gave me blue balls. Thank you. <laughs> Taylor? Um, I was like, when I was editing our video about it, it was after I had watched it and I was like, we... What you said she's probably mm-hmm. not gonna say anything um but olivia then said something i don't remember exactly what but said something about taylor talking to her brother about all of this 
which doesn't really seem relevant. It didn't really seem relevant to me, but Taylor latched onto it and said, well, yeah, I love my brother as I'm sure you loved your brother, which set Olivia off because her brother had just died. Yeah. I like, like two weeks ago. I like kind of hope that when they went to Bravo, not, I'm not like happy that Taylor's brother ends up dying. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. But at BravoCon, when they were back together and Taylor's brother had recently passed, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what if Olivia <laughs> had said to her that same sentence and was yeah. like, how the fuck does this feel? Yeah. Like, that was wild. Yeah. Was, what a and choice. I, she seemed so drunk, but like, girl. She seemed pretty sure of that statement, though. Like, yeah. And, and then, and like, I, everyone, like, kind of did the thing where everyone's like, oh, no, Taylor. Like, everyone was so uncomfortable. And she's like, no, 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 like, I just meant, like, blah, blah. and like, no, you can't save yourself now. Yeah. It's too late. It was bad. Yeah. So Olivia and Vanina go back up to Olivia's room so that Olivia can cool down. But then they can hear Taylor on her balcony on FaceTime with her brother and she's telling her brother that Olivia and Austin never even really dated. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know why Olivia's even mad. Mm-hmm. She has made it very clear to you why she's mad. Yeah. She's like, I don't regret anything. Also, a strange thing when he's like, what would Jesus do? And she was like, keep yeah. quiet. And he was like, so what are you doing? And she was like, trying to keep quiet. And I'm like, are he's are I think you? He said, are you? Ma'am? Um, so Olivia storms into Taylor's room and is like, next time you want to talk shit about me, maybe keep in mind, maybe don't do it outside where I can hear you and calls her an idiot. Why are all the doors open? <laughs> like, why? I, I wonder if she just walked through all the rooms. I wondered if like production opened the door for her. Yeah. Or maybe they do just kind of leave doors unlocked when production is going to have to go in between two right. of them. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was you already mentioned this, but I was gonna point out here that since the season filmed, Taylor's brother has also passed away. Mm-hmm. Um when Taylor posted about her brother's death, Olivia commented on the post and said how sorry she was um for Taylor's loss. But I do wonder if that has had any effect on their friendship, especially after seeing how um, Connor's death affected Austin and Olivia's friendship. Yeah. Because he had a sister who passed away when he was younger. Yeah. And so I I wondered, like, if it would have, like, brought them back together in any way. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, based on what we've seen of their yeah interactions since. But I, I do think that that puts some things into perspective for Taylor, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I did want to mention that. Back in Charleston, though, Paige and Craig went to dinner at Madison's house. Paige talked more about how she feels about getting engaged. She tried on Madison's ring. Um, Craig told Paige that he hopes he gets to marry her one day and live with her and have a family with her, but that if they can't agree on these things in the future, he also feels comfortable enough with himself to be single now, which I think is great. And I think is his way of alluding to how he fell apart after his breakup with Naomi. 
And so I love that he recognizes his character development. I do think the delivery was a little wonky. She was like, what? Like, I don't want, like, he's like, I'll be okay if we break up. And she was like, what? Yeah. But I think that, I think it's good for him to, like, feel that way. Yeah, I do too. I think Paige is the kind of person and their relationship is the kind of relationship that she, like, wants him to be like, I could not make it without you. Yeah. Um, and, like, I do think she's, like, a little, like, maternal over him, mm-hmm. like, in a way. So, like, I get that. But, yeah, I mean, I was also, like, proud of him that I do, like, I am, like, so rooting for them. Every time they bring it up that, like, in the teasers for the mm-hmm. reunion, they're like, is Paige going to move to Charleston? And everyone's like, probably not. And I'm like, no, like, stop. Like, I don't want to think about them breaking up. But, like, it is a very mature and adult way to think about it. That, like, if they do, they were at least still good for each other. Yeah. And, like made each other better you know yeah and then we went to the finale which i must say a whopping disappointment after watching the salt lake city finale nothing Mm -hmm. will ever affect me the same but anyway so jt professes which i didn't realize we were going here he like tells Mm -hmm. rod like i'm gonna tell taylor that i have feelings for her and then he tells taylor that he loves her and then Mm -hmm. he would marry her tomorrow and she was like, oh, <laughs> good talk. Sure, that's adorable. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks. Um, which was cringy as a viewer because Taylor has already told us in her confessionals, mm-hmm. although they're confessionals after she had had that conversation with him, but she had already told us that she is not attracted to JT in that way. Mm-hmm. But also cringy because... We also saw that right before the party, she had told her friend that she's open to getting back together with Chip. Right. I wish she would, like, tell JT I'm not attracted those to you. Things. Yeah, because I feel like he would wait around for her forever. Mm-hmm. And, like, also her confessionals where she's like, I'm just, like, attracted to bad boys. Mm-hmm. I'm attracted to assholes. Like, I wish I could be attracted to the good guys. I, like, it... I hate it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm listening to a middle schooler. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's stupid. It's um, like, it's not cute. It's no. Not cute. But I wish you would have been more honest with him. And not maybe not said, like, I'm just not attracted to you. But sure. just said, like, look, I, like, I have actually thought to myself, like, I wish I did have feelings for yeah. JT because, like, you're He's such a great guy, guy yeah. but as as try as I might, I just don't feel romantically for you. I think yeah, that would I think, help him a lot. Yeah, when she says things like, I'm just healing right now, like, yeah. that feels temporary to him. Right, And exactly. feels like, we can move past that. Right. And, like, blaming it on, like, the freshness of her, rela- or of her right. breakup with Shep, again, like, makes, I think, I think that, that he would wait for her after that. Yeah. Um. But him saying, it's psychotic to me that we could die tomorrow and we don't give it a shot was such a wild thing to say. What a choice to say to the girl (laughs) that you just proposed marriage to. You are psychotic. She said, I must be psychotic. And he said, no, you are psychotic. 
That's like different. That's very different, JT, than being like, I'm a little weird. You are weird. Like, you're a yeah. goofy girl. You're a silly girl. You just called this bitch crazy. Like, to clinically. Her, clinically insane to her face. And then and said then, that the reason said, is because she won't date you. <laughs> I, But I'd marry you tomorrow. She's like, mm. I think, I think, Taylor, that it would be psychotic to marry a man that just told you you were psychotic. Yeah. Please don't. If it had been Shep, though, she would have done it. I know. I just hate JT. I hate Shep more, but... JT's cringy. Not a good man on this show. Except Rodrigo. Craig. It's Craig. I forget about him. (laughs) I like Rod. I don't like Rod. Oh. Uh, But yeah, Craig. Craig's a star. There there wasn't enough of Rodrigo. I know. On this season. Yeah. He's just a friend. Boo. But I think he's going to be on at the reunion. Yeah, but he probably just comes out for a little bit. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. So, right after this pseudo-marriage proposal, Shep... In the middle of their conversation. Yep. Shep walks up and starts talking to Taylor about some leather jackets that they have that match. Very cringy. Like, very, like, mm-hmm. pissing on your territory. Like... Yeah. Look, me and this girl, we have matching jackets. Like, remember who she was yeah. dating? Um, and he pulls her inside and she tells him as well that she is open to getting back together. Mm-hmm. To which he explains that they should date other people. Now, Shep had just told us, the audience, that he does not think him and Taylor should be friends anymore because he's leading her on and he thinks she's getting the wrong idea. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, we should date other people, but we should still be friends. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. But she replied to him, but what if I dated Austin as my other people? Girlfriend, stop. Mm-hmm. Can you put this to bed? Please? Yeah. It's like she wants people to think that they're fucking. Mm-hmm. Like, she is so adamant that people drop it. Mm-hmm. And then she continues to be the one pushing that agenda. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, like, looking back, like, I think the whole kissing Austin, no one really cared that she sent nudes to Whitney because they're like, oh, it's just mm-hmm. to make Chef jealous. I think the thing with Austin was the exact same thing. I don't... Yeah, because that, that's who she keeps bringing it up to. Yeah, like, I I get that they're saying they talked to their brother and sister and that's the hard part that, like, sucks for Olivia, but it's like, dude, it's all about Shep. Like, this whole time, it's all about Shep. So, right. I just it's so silly. Which is crazy. Yeah. This it's crazier to me old ass that man. this would all be a ploy to, to, for Shep. Mm-hmm. It's crazier to me that that would be the reality than she just is attracted to Austin. That she just likes Austin, yeah. Yeah. So, then Shep says, but I'll continue to reach out to you. And talk to you as a friend. And if that becomes to where you can't handle it, like, you just need to let me know. And she says, like, I don't think I can handle it. And and she is exactly right. Yeah, but I hope that he heard, like, actually heard that 
Mm-hmm. because it, the conversation yeah. ended in like a kind of like it didn't seem like they like hugged still and like yeah I was like I don't understand but I hope that she's like I told you not to text me yeah unless we're um, getting back together yeah but she couldn't leave this conversation without once again yep talking about Austin she says she does not regret what happened between her and Austin in fact she said it exactly like that she didn't say I don't regret kissing Austin mm-hmm. she left it up in the air what happened and then immediately after that Austin says in an interview that JT is jealous because he's the one who got the girl get it the fuck together people like like do either, you consider kissing you or you didn't but like the girl if you're gonna if you're gonna say you didn't fuck, then you have to, like, pretend you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Stick with the lie, folks. I swear. <laughs> um. Then they go back to Whitney's cottage, which I was a little confused why we weren't there the whole time anyway, since that's what the party was for. Right. We just ended up in Patricia's house. Whatever. Yeah. But back at the cottage, JT is just, like, reeling, thinking about the fact that Taylor has kissed Austin. Which obviously has not happened recently, but because he just got rejected, he's like, I'm never going to kiss her. And she has kissed Austin. So, Mm -hmm. he stands on a chair to yell at Austin at eye level. He's actually kneeling, which somehow makes it even funnier. Mm, That is funnier. It's like, why did he dangle off the back (laughs) of the stool? The, the bar stool he was on was like I do think I noticed that cause spoiler alert then Austin pushes him and I think it was a very strange fall he made because mm-hmm. he was on his knees yeah um so yeah a physical altercation ensues in which Austin blames JT because he says we've never had physical contact on all these seasons of this show and then meh 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 and then Austin claims that JT headbutted him first, which I did not see. I don't know about that. I really like it happened so fast. I was not paying attention. Hopefully, we'll get a a slow replay. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Again, as a finale, paled in comparison to Salt Lake City, but. The reunion does look like it'll be juicy. Uh, It looks like Shep will continue to fuck with Taylor's head by saying that he made a huge mistake. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Something about Taylor wearing her own version of Ariana's reunion dress, though, pisses me off. Girl, you have not been wronged this season. No. Chill out. Especially after last reunion where she called herself the whore that stuck around the longest. Mm -hmm. It's over now, baby. Yeah. You can't be wearing that. Yeah. Um, So on Southern Hospitality, Will talks to his parents about becoming a lawyer. And seemingly shades Emmy's potential ability to be a lawyer's wife. Uh, Which requires what um better manners i guess okay not being a party girl oh oshin not oisin not oisin nice oshin 
This is the this is the the real tea. That was like a side note. Shitty of Will. But it also sets us up for something later. Okay. So Sheen, at some point, grabs Emmy's ass during work. And when he is confronted about it, he does apologize, but says that he will only be apologizing to, he like specifies, that he will only be apologizing to Emmy and not to Will, because Will is not his co-worker, mm. and he doesn't respect him. Oh, good. Which is fair, to be honest. Like, Whatever. He also didn't grab Will's ass. Yeah. I think Will was, like, trying to establish some respect for his relationship on top of respect for Emmy on her own. Um, so I think he was just, like, mad that O'Sheen was, like, disrespecting him. Yeah. But, and O'Sheen was like, I don't respect you. Yeah. We're not friends. Then, at Grace Lily's birthday party, she sits Maddie next to Trevor... Which Maddie struggles with because Mikkel told her that he texted a mutual friend of his and Trevor's about this potential cheating situation. And his friend says that he is the one who made out with the girl Bradley knew. So now Maddie isn't so sure that Trevor did cheat on her. Hmm. I remember we talked about like Grace Lily loves that their boyfriends are best friends so she is like oh my gosh like making them sit together like trying to reconcile things but maddie's just like very conflicted also at the birthday party O'Sheen spreads a rumor that will cheated on emmy during their guys night all of the boys kind of like deny it well okay i won't say they deny it they don't they don't agree with him. They're not saying like that they saw it too, but they are spreading the rumor. Yeah. They're going around to other people at the party and saying like O'Sheen says he saw blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. They were there and they're not saying like no that didn't happen. But it gets dropped pretty quickly, which makes Trevor mad cuz he's like I'm being crucified. Mhm. And we're just letting this go. Um it it will get brought up again though. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a big topic this season. Um, basically, the allegation is that he, at Joe Bradley's apartment, went into the bathroom with a woman and a bottle of rosé, and that they made out there, and then that Will took her home. That's not. I'm good. guessing to her home because he lives with Emmy. Oh. Um, like just took her home and made sure she got home safely. Yeah. That's all. That's what Emmy thinks. Mm-hmm. Mia tells Emmy that she knows one of the girls who was at Joe Bradley's apartment the night Will allegedly cheated. So Mia texts this girl and asks if she, like, saw Will with this woman. Like, was he, like, flirting? Like, was he, like, you know, was he, was was he acted up? And she Mm -hmm. said 100%. And then... Mia asked her if she saw him kiss someone, and she says she absolutely did. Oh. Emmy and Mia bring this to Will's attention, and he says, it's bullshit. Mia's like, I don't know why she would lie. And he's like, I don't think she's lying. I think she's confused. He says, actually, 
that he and this girl were crying together. Oh. And that to this room full of drunk people, at certain angles, it may have looked like a kiss. Because they were embracing and comforting each other because they were crying. But why are you crying with someone who's not your partner either and embracing? I think, I think he's like chalking it all up to everybody being drunk, including himself. Okay. Like he's like just drunk crying. Yeah. I guess. Interesting. Um, which I didn't know what I thought about it before, but that answer alone makes me think that he definitely cheated on Emmy. Yeah, buddy. That's not a good one. <laughs> Yeah. There also seems to be a romance beginning between Bradley and Lucia. Um, Bradley says he's always kind of had a crush on Lucia, but obviously couldn't act on it because last season she was still in a relationship with her son's father. On a lunch date with his mom, he tells her that he has officially asked Lucia on a date. Um, at the date, he brought her flowers and they went out for a drink. It looked like they had fun. It also looked kind of awkward, like it was a first date. Um, other than that, not a lot of thing, not a lot has been happening on Southern Hospitality. Some little things from yesterday's episode: Grace, Lily, and Liam got into a fight that I thought was going to be a bigger storyline this episode because she was like talking about packing his shit and like leaving the house and like she, her, and Maddie like got together and they did like a crystal like, manifestation vibes, and then it just kind of went away. But basically that he had, like, looked on her phone while she was sleeping mm. and seen some text messages from before they were officially dating of her, like, talking to a guy she had been hooking up with when she first started hooking up with him, and he got upset and got mad, and, like, they got in a fight. Um, Taylor Ann was on this episode, this week's episode, to promote Day Chaser. So strange. I, I'm never gonna drink Day Chaser just because it's on my fucking nerves at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, JT also was on this episode. He visited Republic Get with out. Landon. Oh, God. Who I have not seen on my TV in forever. Yeah, and I must say, I have not missed her. <laughs> I was like, I literally, it, it, and they just, they just like dropped it so casually. He's like, yeah, I brought my friend Landon. And it says like, Landon. And I, I like, I was like, like fully out of my seat. Like who? So crazy. It's, I think what's crazy is the fact that she has not been on a single episode of Southern Charm since she left the official cast. Mm-hmm. And she and she's just chilling on Southern Hospitality. Mm-hmm. Maybe she yeah. thinks she can get in on there. Also, at the end of the episode, Maddie announces that she will be the opening act at a James Kennedy show. Wait, that's cool. And he's also a DJ. Cool. Yeah, but oh, I, there are a couple more <clears throat> things I forgot to drop in. So sorry. Um, one during at this point in the show, Joe Bradley is seeing a hostess at the restaurant named Sally, mm-hmm. who is from Clayton's season season of The Bachelor. She is the one who went to see him before they got to the mansion to tell him that she had broken off her engagement two weeks prior. Mm-hmm. 
which seems like a fudged up timeline to me. Mm-hmm. Based on when I'm the process, I'm assuming casting goes through. Um, and that she couldn't be on the show, and then she was on Bachelor in Paradise for like an hour. Mm. Um, and the other thing I was going to put was oh that there was some drama basically that Maddie's like not being a good manager is the drama but like in this episode specifically she texted Emmy and said we're wearing pink dresses tonight so Emmy Emmy shows up in a pink dress it's blue dress night (gasps) oh no if you're in the wrong uniform you get like act like you actually get in trouble and she has the text messages Yes. Maddie also shows up in a pink dress, but lucky for Maddie, there is a blue dress in the back that fits her. Not one for Emmy, though, so Emmy has to drive home and come back. She only, she only took her 15 minutes, but when she got there, Leva was like, the fuck is up? And she showed her the text, and Leva was like, obviously, you're not in trouble, because it's not your fault. But now, Leva's kind of questioning like Maddie's work as a manager because and also like people were questioning so there's like a history with Trevor and Emmy mm-hmm. they dated in high school and there was like a rumor last season that they were like freaky because she like sucked peanut butter off his dick mm. in high school in high school these are grown-ass people, though, now. Like, maybe we should move on from high school stuff. But it was, like, a big point of contention. And, like, Emmy didn't want Maddie dating him. And then um, there's now there's, like, cheating rumors about Trevor and about Will and, like, whatever. And, and so it got questioned, did Maddie intentionally try to sabotage Emmy because she didn't text any other servers and tell them what to wear as their manager, except for Emmy. Mm -hmm. And, and like maybe she, and she must, maybe she knew that there was a blue dress there for her. Um, cause it belonged to a girl who wasn't on schedule that night. So that's the tease that maybe she did it on purpose. Yeah. Wild. Yes. All right. So we're going to head into Salt Lake City, which means this will be a long episode. Mm-hmm. So, holy shit. All of this hype and a two week wait over Christmas. Man, I was getting nervous that the finale was not going to live up to my expectations, but boy, did it. It was so good. In the episode prior to the finale, so paint the picture, the women were accusing Meredith of possibly having a fake account to spread information about the other girls. Mm -hmm. Um, In season three, Meredith is the one who brought up Lisa's SEC filings and had, like, mysteriously, like, gotten them DM'd to her. And then mm-hmm. in season four, Monica was mysteriously getting DMs right after talking to Meredith about the same topic, saying that Angie 
K was in the Greek mafia. So people were mm-hmm. like, Meredith got some shady shit going on where she just like DMs stuff and then wants other people to like spread it. But then we start getting the teasers of Heather on the phone. She's getting a call. She's like, get out, production, get out. Like, oh my God, she's not who we thought she was. And I think the idea was that we like would maybe think it was Meredith, but mm-hmm. pretty much off the bat, people were like, something's up with Monica. Now, my assumption was just like, Monica was the one spreading the Angie's in the Greek Mafia rumor. Mm-hmm. Or that Heather was just going to find out that Monica had not paid her beauty lab bill because speculation mm-hmm. was also going around on social media that included a lawsuit between Heather Gay and Monica dealing with Beauty Lab. So Monica had signed a contract for about $2,500 for services at Beauty Lab. She uh-huh. did not pay her bill, so Beauty Lab sued her, but Monica countersued saying that she did not receive like medically adequate services or something. Um so again, I kind of thought that's where that was going to be the big thing was that Heather's like uh-huh. it it's her like she's the one that owes me $2000 whatever. But instead, we find out that for the past 4 years, so the entirety of the Salt Lake City Housewives, Monica has been running or at the very least was a main participant in a troll and gossip account strictly dedicated to the Salt Lake City housewives. Heather exposed her to be reality Von Tees. The the mic drop, Heather. And the <laughs> editing was so good and it was like them at the dinner and then it like went and like before Heather could tell us at the dinner, it like flashed to her telling the ladies before the dinner, she's reality Von Tees. It was crazy nuts now monica says that the account was mostly about jen shaw and i have looked at it it is mostly about jen shaw (laughs) but it included the other women now in this account i think some of the biggest problems with this account is that there are photos and videos taken of the women at their homes at their businesses um On the show, they show us that, like, in the text, Monica had, like, asked whoever else she was doing the account with for Heather's new, or for Heather's address, just so she could go look at the house. Um, Mm. But I'm sure she was collecting surveillance. Creepy. Not great. Uh Other things we find out in all of this is that Monica was present when the clutch was stolen from Meredith's store in season two, but, and Monica says, I wasn't on this. She was, she was one of Jen's, she was on the Shaw squad. Okay. So yeah. So when she starts season four, she tells us that she's been Jen Shaw's friend, but that Mm -hmm. she kind of became like a pseudo assistant Mm -hmm. because Jen just like needed a lot of stuff and that she would like do a lot of stuff. So I don't really know. But basically, yeah, she's in the shot squad. Okay. Now, in season four, though, 
Monica goes into Meredith's store with Meredith and says, oh my God, it's my first time coming in your store. Not true. Not true. Now, we already, we see in the footage of Meredith's store, and we already knew this from Lisa Barlow earlier in the season, that Monica had a completely different look before. Uh She was blonde. She had fair skin, is how Lisa described her. I'm not going to lie, I think her skin looks the same. Um, But Lisa said she was blonde with fair skin. So that's um, especially strange that you're Uh basically disguising yourself. Uh Uh-huh. Heather also mentioned, and later Monica confirmed this, that Monica had the page before meeting Jen. She met Jen by DMing her and trying to be her friend. Then she became friends with Angie K through Jen, and then she gets on the show. All these people online are telling Monica she's iconic. She's the best villain we've ever had, which maybe she may be the best best villain, that they love her, that they hope she comes back. And to me, this bitch is a fan. She's pathetic. She went out of her way to befriend someone who she already had a troll account for, but then she's trying to tell the women at the finale, like, no, it was just an account to take Jen down. Like, to hold her accountable. No, baby. Hold her accountable for what? She hadn't yeah. done nothing to you until you reached out to her and put yourself in her life. Like, you're obsessed yeah. with these women. And, like, I that doesn't make you look cool. Before that, like, DM information. Yes, right? I think so, too. Um. Yeah. I'm still on season three. Mm-hmm. Interestingly... I am at the part of season three where we find out that Angie H's mm-hmm. husband, husband mm-hmm. was also running a troll account about Jen Shaw mm-hmm. and, and Lisa and Barlow. Barlow. Yeah. And so, like, like I, I, since I have, I'm not on season four, I kind of, like, looked up what happened, and I was, like, watching it kind of unfold on threads, and I was like, no, this already, this already happened. This was season three. Mm-hmm. And it was Chris. Like, what are the fucking odds? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And um, honestly, but- I still believe Meredith DM'd herself Lisa's SEC filings. So, like, the amount that these motherfuckers on this show have fake Instagram accounts and, like, backdoor deals and shit going on, mm-hmm. I have never seen anything like it in yeah. another Housewife franchise. This is absurd. And for And for Utah... Yeah. For women from Utah. That's crazy. Um, but so I also saw that there's a piece in the finale, I guess at some point, where Heather Gay reveals that Jin Shaw is the one who gave her the black eye in season three. Yeah, quite possibly even more shocking than the Monica news. Mm-hmm. I had like gone back to watch old seasons and I had just finished the season three reunion that day mm-hmm. before watching the finale. And I was like, dude, I'm never going to know what happened with her. eye. like, I know what I believe, but I'm never going to get confirmation. Meh. Like I was so sad. <laughs> Did you think it was Jen? Yeah. Okay. A post then immediately appears on Jen's Instagram story. That reads, quote, bravo, in all caps. Mm-hmm. If I punched Heather in her eye, you guys would have footage to prove it. 
It's clear the show can't live without me since I was brought up at the beginning, middle, and end of season four. Andy is still butthurt that I turned down his one-on-one interview. Why would you sit down with someone who gave another class member a black eye? Next story. End quote. This has left fans wondering how she is posting from prison, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to circle back Mm -hmm. to tidbits. Um, Our dear Gypsy Rose has had an Instagram account alive and well far before December 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it might like be a thing for some people, like either like somebody runs their account, like when you're in the big brother house or that certain people like Jennifer Shaw receive certain privileges that others don't. Yeah. I, I don't think that it's hard to get a phone. In prison. No. A smartphone. And I think if you know your account information, you can log into any one phone. So I think access to social media is not that difficult. But a strange thing that I noticed on Jen's story is that mm-hmm. it's written in quotations. Like, it, yeah. it has quotations. So I feel like that is someone running her Instagram and saying, yeah. like, I spoke to her, I guess. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Also, though, to, to Jen's story, I say, mm-hmm. in the Black Eye episode of season three, by that time of the morning, 4.50 a.m. or whatever the fuck time it was, there wasn't any, like, all the camera footage is from, it's like uh, Summer House style. Like, it's all yeah. just, like, in the corner. So, I think it is like like she says like you you would have had footage of it but mm-hmm. i think that it's like very possible that it wasn't on camera like right we saw them come in and then pretty much go out of camera view so like even if jen just like elbowed her or like whatever like i don't know that we would have yeah. seen that um i agree so i don't know I don't know that Bravo would be using grainy home security footage where you can't make out any details if they didn't have to. Right. Which is interesting because in the season three reunion, Lisa Barlow says something to Heather about when you wouldn't tell us what happened, it made all the production that was up and awake with us, it made them at risk of losing their jobs because now they are on the radar for people that could have given you a black eye. So the way Lisa makes it sound is there were people up and awake with them, but it's like if that's mm-hmm. true, then why weren't they videotaping them on cam on cameras? Right. You know, I don't know. Very strange. So Monica has given us more, 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 more since the episode ended. She went on a live and said that she thinks that they can get past it. They can't. I think that is bold, Miss Girl. Bold. Uh, I think that is stupid. <laughs> she also she says like they've gotten past way worse. What? What? Lisa Barlow what calling Meredith a garbage whore is not quite, not quite the same. <laughs> also, but also like, are Lisa and Meredith in the same place that they were? No. Prior to her they're being not, called a garbage whore, they're not whore? past it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Monica also claimed, although someone asked her and she was like, whoa, I didn't even think of that. She claims that Heather has not paid her back for Bermuda 
and that Heather should just subtract it from her beauty lab bill. Now, I'm not sure what she's talking about. I don't know what Monica paid for that Heather needs to pay but her But so is that for. a confirmation that she is the one who didn't pay her beauty lab bill? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think she has, like, admitted she didn't pay it. She just, like, countersued to say, like, also my service wasn't good or, like, my... Mm-hmm. My, she said that her nose didn't look better afterwards. Which, like, see, that's not how contracts work. You yeah. sign and said, we'll do this and you'll pay. Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna pay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Also, I did see, this is, I didn't write this down, but I did see someone said, oh, you didn't watch. But in this, there's a scene in the finale where Monica goes to pay for something. And, like, a big storyline of season four is that Monica does not have as much money as these women. So she goes to pay for something in Bermuda, and it declines, but she, like, pulls her phone out and, like, allows international transactions, and then she pays again, Mm. and it worked. And she was, like, she said to the checkout lady, like, these bitches were about to think I don't have any money. And it was, like, really funny. And then someone said later, like, did any of y'all catch that she pulled out a different card? Like, she paid with a different card. So, yeah. like, basically, she could not afford what she was buying and then probably pulled out a credit card and covered it. But, anyway, she also said that she flew back home on a separate flight from the other four women, or other five women, I guess. I forget about Angie. And that she flew home at 2 a.m. To which I say, uh, yeah. What, you thought Angie- they were going to get a fucking flight with you? Angie K is the one who Jen dumps champagne on mm-hmm. in season three. Okay. Yeah. A video has been released of Monica and her mom fighting. Given the context, it sounds like it's after the Greek Easter at Angie's home during season four. Her mom tells her that it's Monica's job to get screen time because she is an actress and she worked hard to get on this show. She tells her, look, I know you hate her, but all you did was unite those four bitches. Which then makes me wonder, because a big storyline of season four after Greek Easter was Monica and her mom's relationship drama. So, options. A, did this conversation, Monica not acting correctly or not doing it correctly is that would like cause their rift or Mm -hmm. be the juicier and I think more likely option did they plan to start having these problems so that Monica could get more screen time Mm. also it puts in perspective the scene where she cries about having to buy a Louis Vuitton um she like I had to go into the store and I bought a bag and she's, like, crying because she, like, it's, like, this pressure she feels from these ladies to fit in. And now it's, like, she was bamboozling us. She was <laughs> um, minding. She, scamming. Like, she was pretending this is stupid. <sighs> now, I guess to the question that everyone wants to know, and we probably won't know, production continues to state that they had no knowledge of Monica being reality Bontese. Mm-hmm. Which I would have believed. And I maybe do believe. Except, Jin Shah is claiming that they were aware and that, in fact, they cast Monica to retaliate against Jin Shah 
for not doing a one-on-one with Andy or continuing coverage before reporting to prison. So, like, rumors that they wanted to film her and Sharif before she went to prison. She's, like, really caught up on the one-on-one interview. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Andy's so bad. Andy's been turned down for one-on-ones before, and he doesn't, like, sick Perez Hilton's on them. Like, I think it's... Okay. Um, Jen Shaw's team references a cease and desist from 2021 that was allegedly given to Monica with production receiving a copy. They say production received a copy. The letter is addressed to three people, including a Monica Fowler, which I guess used to be Monica Garcia's last name. Like, I guess that's what people Mm -hmm. are trying to say. And when I looked up Monica Fowler, it said, like, also known as Monica Garcia. So, I don't and really know. the Kawanui? Yeah, I don't know. The man. Yeah, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. That's the guy that stole the clutch, right? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I looked up, I looked up in, um, during season two, it was pissing me off how much they were bleeping this man's name. Oh. So, I looked up, like, whose name are they bleeping? Oh, okay. In season two, and it, yeah, that's who maybe. It's so I maybe. think he's the one that stole the clutch. I mean, the hair girl's name is not on the season desist. Tanisha, who Monica claims mm-hmm. is actually like the main one running it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but yeah. So they're saying this Monica Fowler is her, and in the season desist from 2021, it states that the people addressed are using the reality Vontees account like not just like we know you're talking about us like they specifically name the account so i don't really know where i stand on that because like i do find it hard to believe like i mean it is very possible that a cease and desist was sent that jen knew about this but that production and heather gay and everyone else didn't i guess it's also possible that this is a completely false document and no one knew about it in 2021 Or it's possible that everyone knew. And my thing about the women is, like, with Monica having used so many different names, and Heather Mm -hmm. Gay even said in in the finale, she said, I wasn't sure because in Beauty Lab, I have three different Monicas with the same birthday and different Mm -hmm. names in my system. So, like, Monica used so many names that, like, maybe people did know about this cease and desist, but they didn't know who it was. So, like, even if production or people had known Jin Shaw had done this, like, would they have known that it was her? Like, I don't know. That's, that's true. That's fair. I would assume production does better research than that, but I don't know. Yeah. And then finally, Jin Shaw is now stating, she's just very active from prison, my friends. Mm -hmm. She is now stating that she, yeah, (laughs) that she will pursue legal action depending on how the black eye is discussed at the reunion. So, which I'm sure it will not be discussed in a way that she would not pursue legal action. True, true, uh, true. It's just nuts. These ladies are I'm nuts. very excited to get to it. Um, I'm about to get to the black eye episode. I kind of hate that you're going to watch season four, though, already knowing. Because I'm not going to lie, like... I loved Monica. Like, I was a huge Monica fan for the whole season. And so, 
I like wish you yeah. could go into it blind, but I feel like it'll be watching like this season of Vanderpump though. Yeah. Yeah. Like being like looking like looking for little hints and stuff. Yeah. All right. We love being back. Yeah. And fun, fun. Man, fun. Salt someone City told me today. Yeah. Someone told me today that I inspired them to start a podcast with their sister and their mom. <gasps> Cute. I was gonna say, um, me, Mary, and our mom have a a, a little book club, and yeah. I was like, should we like share what we're reading with our? I listeners? think I think I was gonna ask if we should too. But then I'm like, we could at least share the ones that are like relevant. Yeah, like this one. Yeah, I just finished everything except the epilogue, so I have to do that. But I'm I just got to part two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slow reader. Um, well, we're reading Starvation Heights, per Mary's suggestion. It was yes. very good. Yeah. It's the story of Dr. Linda Burfield Hazard and um, her fasting sanitarium. Yeah, whatever. Sanatorium? No. Sanitarium, porium. Um... And I heard about it on an episode of My Favorite Murder. Mm -hmm. The same episode that the Diet Love Pass was on. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really good, in my opinion, so far. I have not finished. I did wonder, because our mom is like, if we said also reading it, and she told me at Christmas that she was like, I'm just trying to get where Katie's at because she was reading this one part and she went... (gasps) And I, like, in in leading up to getting to part two, there were many moments where mm-hmm. I was like, is it that? Is it that? Is it this? Like, I was trying to figure out, like, what it was that shocked you because there was so much going on. Yeah. At the end of part one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. We recommend. hmm And if we start reading something else that relates to either of our specialties, we'll uh, yeah. let you know. Yes. Alrighty. Okay. Bye. Bye. Next time on The Housewife Did It, Katie will tell Mary the story of Gracie Solomon and the mysterious death of her brother Grant. Follow us on all social media at Housewife Did It Pod. Housewife Singular. Mm-hmm.